broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands through the heart of the Casterville Artichoke Fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline. You're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hey, hello everyone and welcome to another What's the Plan? We're exciting program today. We have Miss Christine Gruber, and uh, she's going to tell us about the festival formerly known as the Feast of Lanterns, but now it's going to be called the Pacific Grove Summer Lights. So, uh, but they had a meeting last uh, on Thursday uh, with the Recreation Department of Pacific Grove. So maybe there's some some new fresh breaking news. We'll find out from Christine in just a minute. But I want to remind you that I'm Paul Wyant, owner of Express Employment Professionals of Monterey County. If your business needs great people, give us a call 831-920-1857. Or you can find us on the web by Googling Express Employment Monterey. Also, this program, this is a 101st program. So we just had our 100th program last uh, last week. Is available on the web at what's the plan monterey.com. So go to what's the plan monterey.com and you can listen to all the past episodes with all the great. Uh, so Christine, welcome to the program. Great to have you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's great. So I, I, I've been reading the Monterey Herald ran an article on Wednesday with a lot of information. Uh, so we can, we can refer to that, but first, before we get into all that, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your history in the community, and how you became associated with the Feast of Lanterns? Um, I have lived here my whole life, so it's a little 50 plus years. And um, actually, I am sixth generation in Pacific Grove, and my husband has been here forever too, his family. Um, my kids loved, you know, seeing the princesses and such. I did not do it myself when I was in high school, but my kids always loved seeing the court and we always made a point of going down there, especially when our friends' kids were on the court. And in, what was it, 2019, they had planned on canceling the Feast of Lanterns that year in order to um, start working on the new plans, the new changes, because okay. they wanted to come up with a new story and something, you know, um, cultural neutral, I guess we could say. I don't want to, I mean, that was our plan at the time. And so they wanted to take a year off to be able to work on that. And uh, friends of mine whose daughter had just finished up on the court said, you know, let's keep it going. If we get enough of us on there, we can make it happen for 2019. And there's still enough of us to make the plans for the change for 2020. So that's when I started on the board was in 2019. Ah, so to that, that was the, I think I saw it that year. That was the last year it was done, correct? Yeah, yeah. it was. I saw they, and it was, uh, it was great. It was a very, it's a family oriented event or was, uh, and it, and I didn't, you know, I was relatively new to the community, but I, um, I, of course, couldn't even hear the story. I just thought it was neat. There was a boat and a lot of lights and it, it looked really, really cool. Um, yeah. So that would that, well, you picked the right time, I guess, to get involved because right then uh, it sounds like person that's named Clarity Coleman uh, became the board president uh, sometime around 2017. So this person, she was the president when you joined, is that correct? Clarity? She was, and she had actually been on the board since 2012. Mm. And in 2016, she was working with um, Jerry Sabdo Lowe, and and we had met with her too in different board meetings. And she wanted a, a change to happen, and so everybody was ready and on board for that. We just wanted to get through the 2019, and then just you know, like surprise, here we are in 2020 with everything new. You know, new sets, new story, new costumes. Kind 
kind of thing. That was our goal. And that was going as planned. I guess the pandemic kind of derailed that. And then, so what happened? So, and I, there was a, uh, there was several council meetings where they just, a lot of people called in and, and basically called the people of, well, the people behind all of this racist, they, 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 there was a lot of accusations about racism and yes. cultural appropriation. And, um, and so, so I guess the town, the city council got, cause they're, they're sponsoring this or tacitly sponsoring it through the recreation right. department. Right. So they, they pulled the permit or how did, what happened there? Well, actually, they approved the permit for 2020 with all of our new plans. And then um, obviously everything got canceled because of the pandemic. And then in 2021, um, I don't think, I don't even think we did permits again. Just because, because of the COVID or whatever. There's still yeah. COVID going on. And then this year we submitted the same applications that we submitted in 2020 that got approved. Uh-huh. Um, but then it, then the uproar was happening with the cultural appropriation about it. And we didn't even really get a chance to tell anybody that things had changed. And um, they and we were told that even the name Feast of Lanterns was hurtful. And uh, we did listen to that board meeting that happened in February. And we had already pulled our permits. It, you know, we had heard between Facebook and and um, letters and such that okay, this is a bigger deal than than we realized. And um, so we listened, and so we pulled our permits to find out what would be our next step. And uh, and yeah, when people call in and say you're racist because you want to do a community event, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to hear because yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's like, you don't know me. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that I, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, it, I think a lot of people feel like we're, you know, we're kind of being called tacitly racist just for, for living our lives. But, um, this, so, so then, so there was a meeting last night or I'm sorry, on Thursday night. Is that correct? Right. Uh, yes. So what, what happened at that meeting? How did it go? Um, well, we have a small victory of they approved the pet parade for us to do as long as we meet with the um, diversity inclusion task force, um, uh, diverse, the DEI task force, sorry. Um, inclusion, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Um, uh, as long as we meet with them, we can go forward and with our plan as long as they agree with it for the pet parade. To happen. Okay. Yes. Now, I, I I did point out in the meeting last night that we have reached out to the DEI. We even met with them in February and told them our new plans. And that was the plans that we were doing for 2020, not even the new plans now. Mm-hmm. And never heard back from them. I emailed the rec board, the city council, and showing them all of our new plans for the city lights and heard back from one person on each um, of those groups, all, all positive. So as I, I emailed the group last night and said, you want us to you know, reach out to you, but I am and you're not replying. So I don't know, you know, we have to work together for this to happen. Mm. Well, that, it's, um, it is, a, I think at the core of the, of the festival as it existed was, you know, kind of a, a chance for everybody to get together, have lights. And it's just, it was a very, it was a great community outdoor event. If you separate it from the text of the story, which I, I haven't, hadn't read until this big kerfuffle happened. And it, 
it seemed to me it was it was kind of just a pretense to get everybody together and float around you know in a boat and have a court a king and a queen of a court and and all of that but it was it was like you know i i i don't know how how sympathetic i am because it did seem like a lot of togetherness there uh for it to be canceled outright is is kind of is kind of uh, astounding. So it doesn't look like there's going to be anything this year. So the city lights. So you're gonna have to take a, a, a year off before next year. Maybe you'll get that. Is it just going to be a pet parade this year? Um. Well, I, I'm not going to say it's over until the city council says it's over. We're hopeful still that maybe they will see um, that it's important for our community to get together and be together and enjoy our town. Um, um, I'm sorry. If they have other ideas to maybe make it smaller, it would be nice if they talk with us. I, I think well, the, the iron, irony is here is if there was a if there was a, a cultural appropriation or an offense to the the Asian American community that is noted, but it seems like the wrong reaction to have is to force people apart rather than together. Because the, the way you can come back together is have the festival and everybody can say, oh yeah, see, we weren't yeah. racist all along. What do you know? Right. And uh, instead, this is just, this is just for, further polarizing people. I, I, I think by not allowing right. any kind of a community event. So, right. so tell us a little bit about what else you're proposing that you have not gotten a hard yes on. We wanted to do a dance um, on the Friday night before the main event down at Lover's Point Park. Okay. And um, DJ and that kind of stuff. Yep. DJ, hopefully um, having some groups come in to teach a couple dance steps, fun things. Have like you that. talked to local business leaders like Kevin Phillips or maybe others that maybe, or Mo Amar or someone from the chamber that could get on your side? Yeah. Mo Amar has, yes, he, he is on our side and he has been talking to the business owners um, like Kevin and they are ready to jump on board when it gets to the city council level. They, um, yeah. Great. So, so yeah. And so the dance, so that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I don't, I don't see any reason anybody would object to that. So I, but, <laughs> what's the next, what's the next part? The next part would be Saturday, the main event. We shortened things down. Feast of Lanterns was a week long using mm -hmm. Chautauqua Hall. Just, sorry, displacing, <laughs> um, it's a reminder. Um, displacing jazzercise classes, Boy Scouts, because we would take over mm -hmm. the place for the whole week. And we've reduced this down to a two-day event of just the pet parade, a dance, and then the full day at the pier. And um, also, so our plan for that day um, is to offer it up, because there used to be a carnival, mm -hmm. and they had, you know, like the rides and the big games and stuff, but we wanted to bring things much smaller and have it be the June, well, the incoming junior class at PG High would mm -hmm. be able to run the carnival, and the money they raised that day is theirs for prom. Oh, that's nice. We wanted to bring in more of the um, of the local food vendors, you know, that can do it. And, you know, like the food trucks that are at farmer's market, just mm -hmm. things like that, where um, it also leaves more room for the hamburger stand and um, and the beach um, house to get more money that day, you know, um, yeah, sure. visiting them. We want it to be more home, you know, just yeah. more PG. And we were going to, um, we've listened, this is how we're going to not have the fireworks anymore mm -hmm. because 
the permits for that is crazy. It's almost like you're going to build a house when you start on that. And then also, you know, the animals and people with PTSD and it, it's hard. My dog hates it too. So we were going to go with a light show, a laser light show instead. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a foggy area is great for that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we oh, were- you know, it'd be really cool well, actually, cause we're in the pathway of the runway. It'd be cool to have a drone show, but I guess, yeah. The- you know, the- we looked into that and it's very hard because you need a huge area to set them up Yeah, and they're so noisy. And so, um, yeah. that's why laser light show it's much quieter. It's quieter, yeah, and it doesn't yeah. offend anybody. But a DJ that could scare a dog or some sea mammals. So it's maybe true. you'll get some. Maybe you'll get some true. pushback there. How about the glass bottom boat? Is there a plan to weave that in somehow? You know, that is my dream. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It can't just sit on the pier, or it can't just sit on the walk, or I mean, the yeah. path for the yeah. entire year and and never be used. I know. Even if we can, you know, get our own to put out there, wouldn't it be just fun during the day to have you know the glass bottom boat rides again? Yeah, <laughs> it's for one day. So yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. We need to get the uh, the the folks that do the uh, polar plunge every morning down there to involve somehow. They would be behind it. I'm sure they would. You know, yeah. Of, there's like twenty. There's uh, probably maybe not twenty, but maybe five or ten people that go out there every morning and uh, take a polar plunge. I, I guess it's good for your circulation or something. Ooh. But anyway, so Mark, I know you are, were involved heavily with, uh, with the Feast of Lanterns back in the day. Do you have any memories or like, what, what are your thoughts on the new, newly, uh, um, on the new festival? Well, I hope that it, I hope they get it. I hope that it is allowed, you know, the city will approve it and that the, the organization will be able to accomplish many of the same goals that the original Feast of Lanterns did. What, um, what wasn't mentioned, I guess I can mention it here, is that the, uh, many of the monies raised by the Feast of Lanterns went to provide college scholarships to the young ladies that were on the court. And, ah. it, you know, this isn't a fully paid scholarship. You know, they were, I think, what were they, Christine, like around 300 or $500 sometimes? Yes. Okay. Now so, it's up to a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't going to pay the entire fare, but it was helpful, right? It would help families. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, was yeah. a way of, of saying thank you. And there was always a community service element to the feast. The, the young ladies that served on the court, besides, you know, being on the court, you know, the big day being that last weekend in July. But when you were nominated to the court, and you were approved by the board to be on the court, there were a, a whole, almost a year of activities that you participated in. You appeared in parades, but you also did community service events, and they would go to hospitals and uh, convalescent homes and visit the residents, and they did a well, lot of community service. And, and so there was an educational element in the sense that the young ladies were exposed to the idea of service to the community. And, and that's a really valuable thing to have. And I know that the, the youth ambassadors, uh, which is what the name of the new organization would be, that that's going to be a part of, of, uh, you know, of their mission is to. Hey, so Christine, yeah. did, are there, is there any effort to uh, get the, this diversity, equity and inclusion uh, board members onto the the uh, Pacific Grove Summer Lights Board. Like, have any of them offered to be on the board to kind of make some changes or, or get it to be where they want it to be? 
We did hear from one person who thought we had a wonderful idea and asked what she could do to help. And um, I said, well, you know, speak up for us. Let's get this going. Um, I would love to have her on. You know, we haven't reached out to grab board members yet because we just felt like we needed something to present to them. Um, have, you, have you talked to Clarity uh, Coleman to see if uh, she would be willing to come back um, on the board? Um, we haven't talked in a long time. Okay. Um, so. so, yeah. So that would be because there was a way to kind of like to weave them in so that they could, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, there's nothing that, that, that you've described that would sound appalling to anybody. Maybe, maybe they were looking for a cooling down year or something. I don't know. Have they, is that I, right? I think that's what their, their thought process is is that if we have a year of nothing again, then people will feel better about it. Mm. Um, I, I think we need to show that we can grow and do better. And, mm. you know, we're, I think everyone's in a learning process right now of, of learning about cultural approach appropriation. You know, it's, um, it's been eye-opening for me, and even in my job, I'm taking classes where I've got 10 classes that spread out from this school year and next school year that I'll be doing this, and um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, So, um, but I'm learning, and, and we all are. I, I think all of the community is learning, but I think showing that we can still get together and unite and be together is more important than um, sitting back and hoping that something better is happening. By the yeah, way, yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, you mentioned you know memories, and I did I did want to touch on that. Some of the memories I had of the original feast um, from in the you know seventies and eighties and nineties when I was involved was just the gathering of the community. That that when you drove around town, you know, going into July. There were these uh, lanterns, you know, the Chinese lanterns were hung from people's porches and windows, and especially along Ocean View Avenue and around Lover's Point Park. And it was just so beautiful. Also, lighthouse, too, all yeah, the trees light, and lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. And, and people all over town put these lanterns up, and it was just such a uniquely a Pagrovian kind of thing. And then on the day of the feast, you'd be down at the at the shore and families would be down there all day long. And then at night, you had the pageant and the, the children had these lanterns that had tea candles in them. And when the when you looked out on the beach, you saw the children holding the, the you know, with the stick on the end of, uh, on the end of the stick, there was the lantern, and it was lit, and it was such a beautiful sight. And for years and years, there were actual tea candles that were in the lanterns. And then, I don't know, sometime in the, in the late 90s or early 2000s, they made them uh, put like battery-operated lights in there instead of the, uh, the candles. They didn't look the same, you know, and didn't have the same feel, but, you know, it was for safety's sake and all that. But those are some of the memories that I have. And then also working on the chicken barbecue for a decade and, and being the chair of that, that was uh, some great memories. A lot of work involved in that, but some, just some great memories of participating in Pacific Grove. That is my favorite part is when it gets dusk and, and you see the lights on the beach. That is just my favorite part every single year. I, you know, it's, it's funny when you talk about it and, and I'll, this is probably grossly insensitive, but like with music, you kind of, the way music kind of branches out is like you, 
people steal stuff from like classical music or blues music or whatever. And then, I mean, what is like hip hop and like modern music is, is an evolution. And I, and I think culture can kind of be the same way. It's, you know, I, we live four years in Japan and, and they stole a lot from Western culture and, and it, and then they weaved it in or they kind of like blended it with their own culture. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think cult, cult, there's part of cultural appropriation, which I think is almost like an honor or a respect towards the culture that I'm not saying the Feast of Lanterns necessarily was doing that, but I, I think if there's racism in America, I think you're least likely to find it in Pacific Grove. <laughs> so it's uh it's very disappointing because it was, it was a wonderful event and no matter what you call it, whether you call it the Feast of Lanterns or uh, the PG summer lights, without the play which is it's probably good to get rid of the play yeah. it's it's great it would be great I, I just i miss you know because we've been under covid it would be great to have some kind of a of an event so i guess uh this year maybe we'll get a dance and a dog parade uh parade <laughs> i guess hey paul I'm I'll, put you. Call. I'll put him a call on my shoulder there you go. and then i'll be like a pirate or something paul and paul and christy one other uh memory i have is you know, th- early during the day, and then of course at night you'd have the pageant. But the big booming voice of Roger Powers. Oh, yes. You know, Roger Powers was the MC for. Was he the guy that read the story? With yes. That? Yeah. With that, with the you know, with the big booming deep voice, and yeah, he would, yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah. he would be out there like at nine o'clock in the morning. They would do a rehearsal run. And so he'd be out there early in the morning doing that. And then, of course, he'd come back that night and read it. And, you know, he, he did it for decades. And well, so it was just it was just a really great, uh, you know, thing. You know, every year you would hear Roger's voice booming out over Lover's Point. And it just was just another part of the of the whole pageant and the story that people have such wonderful memories of. But like the good old days, we get a, we, I mean, we don't, we can't, can't be all about the old days. So maybe what Christine is creating is going to be something that some people, you know, are going to be really proud of in, in 30 oh, or 40 years. Absolutely. So hopefully you'll, yes. you'll, you'll have the chance to plant the seed, Christine, of something that's going to be fun, fan, fantastic. And hopefully, uh, yeah, some of the equity and inclusion folks get on board uh, with, with the committee and maybe rename it, maybe whatever. But uh, yeah. I'm hoping it's a way that they we can all work this out because inclusion is in their name and so it's right right find a way to include everybody right right well and i have to say in the in the rec board meeting last night they just did not want to approve anything based on who we were and that we were part of the previous feast of lanterns they even talked about giving the pet parade to someone else to host just so we could bring it back and um, somebody else said, well, that's not fair. They're willing to do this. So that's <laughs> when they gave us the, ta- you know, saying we needed to get with the task force and mm. which we've done. So I need them to reply to me. I, yeah, I can't yeah. do it one sided and then them tell me I'm not doing what they want. So. Absolutely. So if someone wants to support you or, or reach out to you and kind of help you with your effort and, and kind of guiding this into the future, where would they get in touch with you? Um, we just put up a website on um, uh, for the Youth Ambassadors of Pacific Grove, mm-hmm. and it's yaopg.org. Okay. And, and they can reach out there. 
and uh, we, I get, you know, message comes right on my phone when that happens. So, <laughs> so I can reach out quickly. So yaopg.org, you can go there. Yes. And, uh, do you, so, and as I know the Feast of Lantern site is still up, does it have a, does it have a link to this? It does no? not. It's supposed to be coming down very, well, we talked about this a while ago. I just need my, the computer guy that was doing it for us to take it to down. Take it down. Yeah. Yes. Because it still has on there, well, because we took it down to be under construction because we were working on a new plan. And then yeah. we did post our apology on there. So if anyone was looking for it, it was there and on our Facebook page and which the Facebook page is gone now though, because, because mm. we just wanted to move forward. You know, we Absolutely. want Feast of Lanterns to be, it's no more. It was wrong in, in its own ways. And, and we understood that we understood what people were saying. And so it was time to move forward. Would it, would it help? Like if, um, like if they considered the youth ambassadors of Pacific Grove, would it, I mean, do the, with the equity inclusion uh, board members, would any of them be interested in, in taking that effort over? So that would kind of give them a little stake in the game or I don't know. I would be very interested in having them join us and, and, and I don't know. I'm well, you sound very inclusive to me, my, Christine. I try, <laughs> you know, it's well, I work in an elementary school and I have all kinds of kids here and I love them all. They're my kids, you know, so I, I, I think I'm a caring person. So, yeah, well, ho I don't know, um, Mark. So what do you think about the future and what, where do you think? Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I would think that if cooler heads prevail, the city and the city council will give uh, approval to the summer lights festival and this, and, and, be able to move forward. I think if what what really should be pointed out, and I think you guys touched on it a moment ago, is if we have a, a commission chartered by the city or, or run by the city called an inclusive, you know, a, a commission that's all about um, inclusion, then they need to be inclusive of everyone and everyone's ideas. And that means accepting this new organization and what it hopes to accomplish and supporting it and becoming a part of it. So I, I hope that's the direction it goes in. Well, the other thing that bothers me a little bit, uh, Mark, is like with everything in Pacific Grove, since I've lived here, it's like whether it's an oak tree in the park or the tin cannery, or the, it's like every, it seems like we only go in one direction and that's like, don't do it. You know, well, it's we, like, we you, know, you can't have a hotel, you can't have it. Yeah, you can't cut down the tree and build a sidewalk. You can't do this because you're offending somebody. And it's like, at some point, I, I mean, you're going to offend someone just by walking into a store because they're going to think, "Oh, you're a tall white male or something," and you're offending them. And that's that's fine. I just I just think at some point we have to like move forward and, yeah. and kind of do it would, progress. It, it, it would be nice <laughs> if Pacific Grove would get back to being Pacific Grove, the Pacific Grove that, yeah. that I remember from my youth and, uh, at, and a town that was really welcoming. You know, um, I, I yeah. think that there's sometimes an attitude of, of, of scolding that we have in yeah, modern yeah, society yeah. Where, it's like, where everybody needs to be scolded that. about something. And, and unfortunately, right well, now, today... Like you're choosing, yeah. I, I think what it is, is like you're choosing to see what you want to see in the, in the Feast of Lanterns. Because when I saw that festival... I saw a bunch of people of all nationalities having fun. Right. So. 
Anyway, but I, 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 think that's I understand all the, time we have, the yeah. I understand the you know, and I will say I'm sensitive to the to the views and the complaints Absolutely. of those who yeah. uh, didn't support it and had their reasons for it. And I'm just saying those folks. Hey, they need to come around. Okay, look, we've come around to their point of view and accepted, uh, you know, their opinion. And I think they need to do a little bit of reaching across the table and helping to make a new festival possible that will celebrate all the good things in Pacific Grove. Absolutely. Well, on that note, that that sounds very nice. So, Christine, the best to you, and thanks for doing what you're doing because you're really trying your hardest. I can. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much, Christine. My guest today has been Christine Gruber. You can find out more about the Youth Ambassadors of Pacific Grove at yaopg.org. I'm Paul Wyan, owner of Express Employment Professionals in Monterey County. If you need great staff for your business, give us a call today, 831-920-1857. I want to thank my great producer, Mr. Mark Carbonero, and of course, David Marzetti, host of the Saturday Morning Shagbag Radio Show. Thank you, everybody, and I'll see you next week. I said that's life. I'm